Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Outcome Mastery podcast. My name is Maddie Mackey with Media on the Rise. And today I have a very special friend and guest here on the podcast. We have Teresa Russell with Homegirl Space. Welcome, welcome. Hi. Yeah, and it's actually just Homegirl. Everybody is always confused about that because of my Instagram (laughs) and my website. (laughs) Oh my God, do you want me to redo that? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry. So, so just the space is just, someone already had homegirl probably, right? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll read it. Hi, take two. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Maddie Mackey with the Outcome Mastery Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And today we have a very special friend and guest. Teresa Russell with Homegirl. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. <laughs> yeah. I have definitely felt so in alignment with the work you do with decluttering and professional organization and just bringing intentional living into the home space and into people's lives. It's something I actually have a background in professional organizing back in the day. And so I still am super OCD and love to have things in their places. So what you do lights up my world and you've helped out my home already and so many others. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in the world? Yeah, I would love to. And it's so funny because when Maddie and I connected, we actually have so much in common as far as our backgrounds, like with organization and yoga and teaching so much. Um, But I am an intentional organizer. And so what that means is I help people be mindful about their home and what they keep in their home and why. Our home is our, our sacred space, right? And so it is usually a mirror of what is going on internally it shows externally up in in our home in in various ways and so it's it's really important to keep in mind the energy and the flow of how things are so it is best able to support you and so you feel like you have that space to rest to enjoy quality time with family or friends really like whatever you're looking for um, as far as like a home base goes I agree with that completely. Like when I go home at the end of the day, I'm sure everybody knows like that feeling of having like a bunch of dishes or clutter. I just can't even relax until like I've cleaned things up, at least got the dishes like in the sink where I can't see them and like the toys like on the shelf. And it's such a difference when you're doing that on a regular basis and come home and those things are already done because you've done the preventative steps or hired Teresa to come help you and things are organized. So it makes a big difference in how you're living, but also your mental health and your stress load too. And, you know, I'm a mother of a three-year-old, so it's like the less stress, the better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and two things come up when you say that for me. The first would be you're showing her how to be organized and responsible and take care of your things and your space. And that's an incredible thing as a mom. That's so that shows how much you care and how much support that you're giving her as well, too. And she's gonna take that as a lesson in her life, like as she grows up and, and that's so beautiful. And, and the second thing is about a little bit more about my background. I am studying to become a therapist right now. And so 
going to that deeper level, incorporating the emotions and the attachments that come along with organization and creating that sacred space, I think is really important to take into consideration too. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember when I was organizing professionally, like it was so much more coaching than moving items. Like sometimes items didn't actually even leave the house some days because we spent an hour on the floor in piles of like old grandma's wedding photos where I'm like, well, you know, if we digitize them or, you know, we put them in another box, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Holding, holding everybody through those emotions. I feel you. (laughs) And it's hard because I don't know, and I'm sure it has something to do with trauma and life and obviously inner child stuff, but I couldn't be quicker to get rid of things like that are taking up energetic space in my life. And, you know, that's definitely shows like the more bridge burner like side of me. Cause I'm just like, get it out. If it's causing trouble, get it out. But then there's this whole other side of it that, you know, we need to consider where it's like, Oh no, hold it in, hold it in, like keep it here. It's safer here. So when you look at it from just as things and materials, and then you add the mental health layer on, what is that? Like, what do you see that, come out in your client's lives and you know what does that look like from your experience control is coming up a lot both in in my life my own personal life and my client's life I always feel like your business is like a mirror of of your whatever you're working through too (laughs) so control of whether it be, I, I want to get rid of this stuff. Like I don't want it around. I need the control of my space. I need my space to be pristine and, and exactly how I want it to be. Or like you were talking about more so with my clients control of my attachments. And I need this to stay in my life. I feel like if I don't have it, then I'm going to be letting something go. I'm going to be letting go a piece of me almost um, because a lot of the time we identify ourselves in, in objects and, and stuff. Like we take an item, we say, this is, this is that memory for me. Like this, this sweater, I wore this sweater when I went to this concert or like, I feel this way when I wear this sweater. So that's me. I identify in that way. Mm. Oh my gosh. That makes me think of when I was a kid and I'd get a toy at McDonald's and I'd like literally go into the play pit and play with that little Barbie girl. And she was my best friend. And like, you know, I couldn't imagine ever losing her. And so yeah, we totally do that as adults. Do you have any items that you know you're attached to? Like, you know, that you're just aware of in your house? Definitely. I feel like I have to think about that for a second. I'm what, but the first thing that pops into my head is books. Books are really big for me because I value education and knowledge. And I feel like that's what books represent to me. And also like ex- exploration too. So values come up a lot too when I'm working with clients so taking into consideration what is what what you value and how that shows up in in your space Mm, tell me a little bit more about that or like an example of you know what values how those would appear when it comes to someone's space so for example 
shoes. Like if you value comfort, you're going to be wearing flip-flops or sneakers maybe. Actually, if you value working out, being athletic, you're probably going to be wearing sneakers. If you value aesthetics and more like luxury, you're going to be wearing high heels I feel like shoes are really a good example because there's so many different types. And so all the different values that go into that relate to it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like dead over here because I permanently wear rainbows, even though it's <laughs> in San Diego right now. Um, and I was just talking to someone this morning because all the kids at school had rain boots and I was like, oh, they look cute. I'm like, I don't even own rain boots because I just value being super comfy and being barefoot because I kick my shoes off everywhere I go. So I like easy feet access. <laughs> yes, I'm right there with you. I always wear rainbows like every single day. <laughs> I actually, it's kind of sad because my community and my loved ones actually have to tell me to get new rainbows because they're get so dirty and broken that I just don't even realize it. And they're like, you really need new shoes. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so I love that because I see that in myself as a value of, I just want to be able to kick my shoes off. It's more of a priority to be able to be barefoot and comfy and closer to the earth fast than it is to have like pretty shoes in this case for me. So that is yeah. really interesting. And then secondly, I work out. So the next shoe I would wear, which are also in this bag, are my workout shoes. So that's all I need. <laughs> What is, um, you know, what do you think is, brings up the most emotion with people when it, like, when you're moving through items? Have you noticed a consistent thing or is it more per person? It's definitely per person. And at the same time, I would say a collective thing would be any sentimental items, especially those when the memories are kind of tough or somebody has passed away. And with that too, again, like items that aren't necessarily sentimental to you or I, but then with the person, like I just said before, like that sweater or that one scarf or something, you know, it ma it means something to them and they've associated such a strong emotion and memory with that item that it is sentimental to them in that space. And so I think that with those types of things, it's harder to let go of or know what to do with those feelings and how to process them. Yeah. You know, I wonder if there's like a company, cause I know of one, it's called honoring motherhood. And mm -hmm. have you heard of it before? No, I haven't. It's an Instagram page. I really recommend them. Not even a pitch. I just truly love them. Um, <laughs> and they take, you know, ashes, pieces of an umbilical cord, um, pieces of so chunks of soil, breast milk from the mother and they put it into this diamondy goldy like thing and they make the breast milk or the the ashes or whatever it is into a pendant and it's just I mean she can do it with like bones like there's so many like there's I don't know if there's anything she can't work with so I'm wondering if there's someone like her or someone who could like if you burn down that piece of that scarf ceremonially and could capture it in a necklace I'm just thinking realistically a necklace takes up way less space. 
and then you still have like sentiment of something but it just popped into my head because like how cool would that be if there was a way like a middle ground where someone could still get something or make an investment but still actually get rid of the majority of what they're Mm -hmm. holding on to if it was grandma's scarves or something like that that sounds like such a beautiful transformation and and almost like a flow of energy into a different yeah into a different form and I I, my mind's just kind of blown right now I really like that (laughs) you gotta Um, check out her profile because it when I heard about it I'm like oh breast milk in a necklace like you know like what is that even gonna look like like curdled breast milk in a necklace but your mind will be blown like they're gorgeous I wish I had saved some of my breast milk to make one because I had I found her like after the fact of all this um but yeah she can take any organic material remember a loved one a motherhood journey of any kind transformation so I feel like yeah there might be some beautiful ways to move energy if there was ever an item like that could be transformed into something mm. smaller. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so when did you start this business? Like many, I started during the pandemic. <laughs> That's when I decided to make the transition. And obviously I wasn't going into people's homes in that, in that time. It's when the idea was birthed though. So I was living in a loft and I had no closets, no storage space whatsoever. And I had to get really creative in my own space and how to navigate that. And that came with a lot of challenges. And I recognize that, that I'm I'm really good at this. I'm really good at, at being detail oriented, looking at a space from a bigger point of view and figuring out how things flow. And so I, I was talking to my friend one day and I was like, I really want to do this. Like, I want to help other people do this. She's like, well, why don't you? (laughs) So, and at the time I was teaching, I was teaching preschool and I had just felt like I, I spent so much of my energy and I had pretty much like poured my heart and soul into this job. And I, I wasn't necessarily feeling supported in, in the way that I wanted to to be. And so I think like looking back on that now, it had a lot to do with like my boundaries and and energetically protecting myself. I wasn't doing that, Mm -hmm. but I just, I decided to take a leap of faith and and start this. And I've learned so much since then, because obviously there's a huge difference between doing it in my own space versus navigating someone else's. Everybody has their own own tendencies, own emotions, and even their space. Each space is different. Each space is unique and, and it's has its little quirks and, and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I think as crazy as the pandemic was, like it was the perfect time to start this because people were literally living in all their piles of crap and were probably getting really annoyed, especially when people had to build desks for two parents in a home or when one person needed a whole office or filming Zoom area in the home, like people had to really get creative with their spaces. And I really recommend people go check out your Instagram. It's homegirl.space, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can see the befores and afters and the proof is in the pudding. You know, you can see the amazing houses that you've helped with, with the move-in processes and the clean-out processes and the kids' spaces and the pantries. Like, 
Oh, so good. Those I love a good before and after. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, especially with pantries. Pantries and kids' playrooms, they're my favorite to do. They're just there's like a fun like light, lightness about it. And you know, that creative energy and that passion, I feel like really like really shines through with those areas. <laughs> Seriously. What would you say your like top two or three main recommendations would be for loft studio one bedroom small spaces especially those that don't have like a closet what did you find to be the you know best solutions Mm, for me I I really double down on furniture pieces also being storage I got a really cute trunk it was like a vintage antique trunk and I used it for storage and it also served as like a a decor like a decorative piece another thing too would be to take advantage of shelving any vertical space like stacking things I feel like a lot of times people people kind of forget about like the spaces that are higher up and you can't really get to it's it's that's like a great area to put things that you don't use on a daily basis like seasonal items or like maybe craft supplies that you don't use regularly so really, really like looking at that, looking at the whole entire space and and seeing like all the areas that you can use in that sense. Mm, I love that. My last place or my current place is like, I didn't have enough room to have like a whole altar on the ground, you know, like its own table. And plus with my daughter, items could go missing. <laughs> um, so I did install, I used the wall because I was like, hello, if I'm not going to be down here, then I got to go up, you know, where little fingers can't reach. So I got these beautiful, you know, like symmetrical, like shelvy things that I put on the wall. I did not put them on. Actually, I hired a handyman because I didn't want them to fall off. Um, (laughs) But then those were my altars. And it was so cool because all that stuff had a place to live. But, you know, it really wasn't taking up any of the actual space we needed for walking and moving. So that's a really good idea to think vertical in those types of places. I'm even thinking those Ikea shelves with like the boxes, the squares in them, you know, the famous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, that's brilliant. And what would you say your, you know, best recommendations are for child's toys? I know you were talking about that on your Instagram earlier about minimalism with children. And I fully believe and support that a kid would rather play with a stick and some boxes than the actual toy. So tell us what you've learned. (laughs) Yeah. I think in general, I, I like to stay away from the word minimalism because people have this certain idea of it, like that they have to get rid of all their stuff. And, and I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's, it's just going back to the basics and living a more simple in a simple way. Um, and kids do that. Yeah. Kids definitely do that naturally. And so not overwhelming them with so many options and so many toys, because I was talking about this on my story, as you mentioned, consider when you have a bunch of options, like you have 10 options to pick from for dinner. Say you're like on Uber eats or something for me, that's overwhelming for me. I'm like, I can make a bit better decision and quicker decision if I am choosing between two things versus 10 or 15 or 20. So, and kids can get really overstimulated in that way. 
And I think that our society just lends to being overstimulated in general. So giving them that space to just be with themselves and use their creativity that will naturally come up and exist in their mind and, and doing this through less toys being around. And that doesn't mean that they have to be playing with the same thing over and over again. I mean, I think that kids naturally tend to go towards that anyway. They really love something until they don't and then they're over it. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, rotating toy, that's where rotating toys comes into play. Like switching it out every every month or so or every two weeks, like whatever feels best to, to your child and like you know them the best, so... Oh yeah. Keeping that in mind. <laughs> I love that mindset, like the rotating toys, the Montessori style. I mean, I really don't like toys being exposed and the look, the vibes that it gives a room, but I have a shelf where, you know, it's like one of those stacking shelves where you pull the box off of what you want and then place it back on. They're exposed, yeah. but they're where they're supposed to be. And I do have a plastic bin where if she's not playing with something, I just throw it in the plastic bin, put some new stuff out, slide the plastic bin away. And kind of, I also use it for sanitation. If I'm like, like, that's gross. We need to just put yeah. it in before she gets a hold of any of these again. I'm going to sanitize them. So there's so many fun ways that you can get creative, not ruin the vibes and aesthetic of your home and still have the kid toys, which was, you know, it was a transition for me <laughs> from when I became, when she became old enough to actually have all, like all those toys or people giving her gifts. And I'm like, oh my God, giant plastic, like fire truck. What are we going to do with this? You know? I hear that. I definitely hear that. And that comes like with a whole other, um, a whole other set of like communication and boundaries and like setting that with people, like setting the expectation with other people and also with your, with your child too. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think parents even realize that they have permission to do that, which it's a little abrasive at first, but for my daughter's last birthday, obviously it was just our close friends and family coming, but I made it crystal clear. I said, do not buy her anything that isn't like an art project that can be used and given away or, you know, like used and that's all or play-doh that like it hardens then you have to throw it away and get more play-doh or play-doh toys that she can reuse and we know she's really interested in and I was so grateful because everyone respected it everyone texted me and even sent me pictures like hey are you okay with this are you okay with that and I was like oh my god am I so annoying but um I did say no to some things because I'm like no I'd rather not have a big fort in my living room thank you though <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you really had clear communication with that and that's that's a big thing to to do that's a big thing to do yeah and I've been you know I'm not I'm not going to say I'm the most sustainable person ever or preach that but I do love sustainability so I'm like oh can you get us like just tickets to Disneyland or tickets to the jumping place or, you know, tickets to do something that you can book in your own time, because I so much appreciate that and experiences. And, you know, we love to go kayaking and do stuff like that, that I'd rather someone spend 25 on a kayak, two kayak rentals than, you know, some toy at Geppetto's that's just going to one piece breaks off. And then you have just a ton of plastic and that doesn't even work. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. The, t- the little intricacies of toys drive me crazy. Um, but <laughs> she's, she's gonna, and your, your daughter, she's gonna remember that experience, that experience, that kayak experience that you were talking about so much more when she's grown up versus that huge red fire truck. Seriously. And I just want parents to remember that they're allowed to have this advocacy and they're going to get shit for it. You know, like people are going to, grandma's going to be like, what? I wanted to get the fire truck. You know, like I want her to have that. I'm like, well, I live with her. I'm the parent. This is how it's going to be. And I think the more parents stand up for them, their child and what they need, the more children are going to learn to be able to do that safely and successfully in their own lives, you know, and in their own homes, which circles us back to the root where we all have to come home to every day ourselves, our space. And if that's, we don't have boundaries with that, it's going to be really hard to have it on the outside parts of the world. It's such a good point. Where did you, um, you know, learn boundaries in your life that's a good that's a good question because where did you learn I'm still learning (laughs) and Um, mostly the boundaries that I'm learning right now are personal it's not even anybody's encroaching on my space like or um it's not more so other people breaking those boundaries or where I feel the need to set those boundaries. It's setting the boundaries for myself and actually sticking to them. Mm, Like personal accountability goals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you on that, especially being an entrepreneur. You know, when we don't have someone, a boss telling us what to do, that is us, you know, there's so much responsibility and also so much like, well, I'm going to give Maddie the day off because she did so well today. (laughs) And then deciding, do I need to take the day off? Like, is this serving me or is it, should I really be working right now? (laughs) That's something that's been coming up for me a lot, especially because I run my own business. I'm in graduate school. I have my relationship. There's just so much. And so it's one of my main motivations too, when creating my own space, like to, to give myself that space, both both personally and environmentally, because I don't think that I do that a lot. And I'm recognizing that I I'm always on the go. I'm always, my mind is always occupied by something. And so when I give myself that space to sit and be with my feelings, acknowledge what I'm going through and, and tap into the energy of the room and and the space, it, it really brings me back to to myself. I resonate with that. And I'm sure a lot of listeners do too, because when you have that like busy mind, busy lifestyle, and it's not like we don't like it. Like we thrive in that, you know, but when you get to be alone, sometimes it's like so overwhelming that for me, I'm like, Oh, I want to get used to this. Like, I want to get used to the nothingness when really the reality, when I get put myself in nothingness after a busy day. I'm just like, there's gotta be some dishes here. There's gotta be something, some laundry, like something I can do. And of course there usually is, but then I'm like, no, but it doesn't matter. We're going to just be here. We're going to go on a walk without the phone. I'm like, (laughs) 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 but then you do it and you feel like a million bucks and 
or you watch some Netflix or something, you know, where you just kind of turn your brain off and it's like so nourishing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Being gentle with yourself throughout that process. I, at least for me, I'm, I'm so hard on myself. If I get into my space and I'm finally with myself and I can't relax, sometimes I'm, I'm thinking like, what's wrong with me? What, like, why can't I relax? Or I have a certain idea of what relaxation is and what that nourishment should look like. And like, that's just putting pressure on myself and not helping anything whatsoever. Seriously. And relaxation can look like anything. Sometimes it doesn't even look like relaxing. You know, sometimes it's going to the gym or just or doing a bunch of sit-ups and that can be your way of exhausting yourself so you can actually relax, you know, and doing some self-care to actually like, it's like sometimes we just have so much energy. We actually have to do something to like get the energy out so we can get into the body and not have the mind race and the body race at the same time. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a human struggle. I think it's a entrepreneurial struggle, probably like a generator struggle. <laughs> Are you a gen? I am a generator. I'm a sacral generator <laughs> and, um, four, six. So I community, that's why community is so big to me. And I also think that's why like coming back to myself would actually really serve me like that six, like being alone and, <laughs> and like re recuperating and restoring that sort of thing. I hear you. I have the two days that I don't have my daughter a week and she's with her dad. And usually like there's some periods of that time where I'll just sit on the couch and like stare at a wall and I won't even realize I'm doing it. And I'm just like, oh, I just stared at the wall for like 30 minutes. Now I'm gonna, <laughs> now I'm Are you a generator? I am. I'm sacral. I don't know the, um, the numbers. The profile type. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, but I am a true generator as they come. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. We are able to help so many people as generators, you know, and bring so much light into the world with the movement and the, you know, I, I don't want to say like aggressiveness, but like the, <laughs> what is that word? It's like, I wish there was a nice word for aggressive where it's just like so much love. We just can do it all. <laughs> Passion, passion is like a flow of passion. Yeah, with our like passion or energy, like we just really bring that into the room for other people. And I know, you know, that's we that's how we can help so many people. But again, we've got to fill up our own cups first. And it doesn't look as exciting to fill up the cup as a generator would maybe hope it would be. <laughs> The other day I got a massage and I called the place and said, do you mind if my daughter sits on the floor? And so I just gave her my phone and YouTube and my friend and I booked a couple's massage just because it was cheaper to do couples. And we just both like stripped down, get on the bed. Charlotte's watching Peppa Pig in the corner. And I was literally like afterwards we were laughing because I'm like, I was so desperate for just a moment that I was willing <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> but Aww. sometimes if your intuition just tells you to do something that's what you're supposed to do because that came through as like a download and I just said okay my, my voice in my head just said to call this place and ask if it's available it was and then 10 minutes later I'm on that table so sometimes we have those ideas we follow them they lead us to some of the greatest moments definitely trusting yourself and, and tapping into that power that you have within your yourself for sure 
Totally. And I'm sure you know that feeling from starting the business, trusting that you're going to lean into that during the pandemic and being on the other side of it and seeing success, you know, seeing your page grow, seeing your clientele grow and the services you're offering really making a difference in your client's life. Yeah. Yeah. My business has evolved so much and it's just crazy to think back on what it started out as and what it is now and what it will be in a few years from now. So beautiful. The evolution of business is one of my favorite things to witness and just watch unfold. Why don't you share a little bit about the types of services you offer and you're based here in San Diego, just like I am and let people know how they can find you and work with you. Yes. You can find me on my Instagram page, homegirl.space. That's also my website. And the ways that you can work with me, I offer decluttering services. So declutter and donate is a service that we really let go of items that might be holding you back or that aren't aligned with your present self or your future self. And with the idea of like bringing in growth and new opportunity, letting go of those past energies that don't yeah like just don't resonate with you because I feel like a lot of the time we we grow and growing alongside like with our house too keeping in mind how our house is growing with us is really important and so declutter and donate is is a huge part of of this idea um I also just started incorporating crystals into my services too. So crystals and feng shui, the energetics of, of a space that has been a really big push in the direction for me. So I offer crystal healing, crystal grids, and inner child work as an add-on to services just to really dig deeper and, and understand where these attachments might be coming from or like what's holding you back in, in creating that sacred space for yourself. So reach out to me on Instagram, or you can go to my website, fill out, there's like a, a submit form there. And I, I would love, love to hear from you, even if you just want to message me and say like what you, what's coming up for you or what's resonating with you most when listening to this episode. Mm, so beautiful. And I did have Teresa come over and help me with some items I needed donated recently. So it was very helpful. And as a busy mother, you know, and as someone who likes to support local women-owned businesses, you know, I could have, you know, called Goodwill to come or whatever, but it was really important to me to support local. And I highly recommend her services, all of them. And if you're moving or you have an area of your home or a junk drawer or kitchen pantry that is just getting out of control. And it's especially one of those areas you're going into every day and like a pantry, you're getting aggravated every time you go to grab that can of oil or the almonds or whatever in there. And you're just like, oh, where is that? You know, every time know that that's having like an effect, like a micro trauma effect, little T trauma effect, like every time you have that experience. And so by eradicating that and getting rid of something that's causing that much drama for you can open up to so much more light, so much more energy can actually probably inspire you to want to get in the kitchen and cook more and be more creative because you're not having this energy leak. So you may not even notice an area of your house is messy 
this is what I noticed a lot when I did organizing, people would think their house is fine. And my, I, I don't mind the word minimal as much because I would say I'm a hardcore minimalist. Like everything I own can fit in a studio, like in boxes, no problem. And yeah, um, I lost my train of thought there. What was I saying? Minimal. You were going back into the intricacies of everyday life and, and those little oh, yeah. things that we might not think be would make a bigger impact. Right. Because I'd go in a client's house and they'd have like a couch and then they'd have the t- not, TV stand and the TV stand would have everything on it. And then drawers, crap in the drawers, crap in the drawers. And they don't realize they're coming into their house, sitting to watch TV after a long work day, looking for the remote, digging through this drawer of toys and junk and then they're like turning it on they're so triggered by the time they turn it on they're not even enjoying and relaxing anymore when if none of that was there honestly if that whole I hate like too many drawers that's where problems start to happen when people can shove stuff in drawers if they're just like a remote on the table and it's like one of those naked tables underneath it's just like boom grab and go so simple so I just I love that you're doing this. I love that you're transforming energy in homes. And I love that you're coming from it from a spiritual side and perspective, because I really think this work needs both hand in hand. Thank you. Yeah. When you were saying that, it just, it came to mind to me that everything has vibration and energy. And so keeping in mind, like what, what you have around you because those energies affect you and the more energies and vibrations that we do have around us, like you were saying before, it takes up mental distraction and thought process where you could be spending that energy and time on things that matter more. Totally. I just got rid of a pillow. I donated it because my ex had got it for me and it was a nice gesture and a nice brand, you know, and whatever, but I was like that really every time I, I'm like, I can't lay my head on that every night. That just makes no sense, you know, for my healing journey right now. So donating that as silly as that might sound really like now I'm sleeping on my target pillow safe feels good. <laughs> That's normal, you know, so funny example, but true story, like how just the tiniest shift, if you're not conscious about it. And as soon as you become conscious of it can make such a difference. Yeah. Well, thank you, Teresa, for being here. This is such a lovely episode. I know everybody is just going to eat up all the yummy information that you've shared with us. And remember to check her out at homegirl.space on Instagram. Give her a follow, send her a DM and say hi and book her organizational services. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye, everybody.